Well, it's a Thursday here in Boston. Time for another brisk fall marketing agility podcast. Roland, Friday on a big adventure. Yeah, uh, going all the way to Moscow where it will be colder and more brisk, I understand, to uh, share a little bit about agile marketing, which apparently is getting some traction in Russia. So look forward to talking about that when I get back. Hopefully my book will inspire some good conversations while I'm there. Well, maybe you can come back with the Russian word for agile. Indeed, that's a great idea. I think I, uh, I think I'll have to do that. Actually, I'm, I'm told that uh, my book is going to be translated into Russian, so I assume that that word will be in the title of the book. Well, today this was an interesting podcast. This was an inbound request of someone who suggested, "Hey, let's have a conversation." And it originally, both Roland and I misunderstood. I thought it was actually an agile vendor. Coincidentally, the company is an agile platform vendor. But the story today is a user story of how they internally are using Agile. Uh, computer, so it used to be the Computer Associates, now CA, simple public software company, good size infrastructure business in the same similar business to what Roland and I are in. Infrastructure yeah. software. Infrastructure software is awesome, isn't it? It is wonderful. Well, you know, when I was about 10 years old, I said, when I grow up, I want to be the VP of marketing of an infrastructure software company. Do you know that, Roland? You you had that same thing? I, you That's- had that same dream. It's it's what every little boy dreams when they get. So why don't we do this? I'm going to introduce our two guests today, Steve Wolf from CA and Yuval Uret from Agile Sparks, a consultancy who's been helping them on their Agile journey. Let's uh, ring them up. Steve, Yuval, you guys there? Yeah. Hey, great. Welcome to the podcast. Thank you. Well, what we were going to talk about today is the use of Agile in the marketing team at CA and beyond. So why don't I ask the first question I'll ask of Steve. I mean, why Agile in marketing? What kind of brought you guys to ad- using Agile? We had some pretty typical problems, I would say, in a large enterprise marketing department. A lot of work, too much work, a lot of firefighting. It's hard for us to really see the forest through the trees, if you will, because of, of all the incoming inputs we had and requests for work. So what that led to was not necessarily always doing the right things, and, and more so we were just always reacting to market changes. We were It was hard to stay ahead of the market. And as we know, the marketplace is pretty tough right now with all the digital disruption. So um, it wasn't a good place to be, and, and that, that resulted in a, a culture of firefighting, and that eventually led to, to low morale. So we had some challenges along those lines. And you guys do have some tooling in this space, too. How did that factor into your adoption? Well, we, we do have tooling, and uh, we didn't start with tooling. In fact, we're just now introducing the tooling. So we're, uh, I guess, a little bit of a background. Um, so CA acquired a company called Rally Software, which I was part of. So I was, I've been with Rally plus CA now for pushing five years. Um, and we actually started a, a marketing transformation even at Rally before the acquisition. But boy, when we got to CA, the need was even more acute. And so we brought in you know, additional parts of the marketing organization in, into the mix and, and in, a, in a sense took a step back, though we did leverage what we had learned at Rally through this process. Uh, but tooling is, is secondary, right? We, we really feel strongly that the practice has to be established uh, and it has to be established at scale in a, in a very large marketing organization. So for our first quarter with, with CA and, uh, within this, this process, we really didn't bring the tooling in. We are just now introducing the tooling and, and for good reasons, right? It's uh, A lot of people now are, are certainly uh, interested in, in what we're doing and we need to provide that visibility in, into the work. And it's also certainly helping us uh, effectively manage the work in an agile fashion within the teams, especially since in a big company like CA, you know, a lot of our teams are, are highly distributed. So having that central place where, where folks can, can look at the work and, 
and stand up around the work, if you will, uh, day to day is, 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 is really important. So we, we definitely have introduced that now. Yuval, what was your role in all this process? So basically, the Raleigh people uh, or CA people brought me in to, to help figure out how to make agile work in marketing. There's a huge agile transformation going on in CA these days, but marketing is different. It's not a classic uh, environment for, for agile. And basically, the reason I was brought in is because I'm part of this uh, pragmatic, lean kind of community of uh, consultants that knows how to mix Scrum, Kanban, Flow, how to scale those things. Basically, the challenge that we, we saw in marketing in CA is beyond just how to create an effective marketing team. The fact that, uh, as Steve mentioned, it's an enterprise. It's a couple of hundred people in marketing that are trying to work together. The silos are very entrenched. We have different silos like product marketing, integrated marketing, field marketing, digital sales. All those silos need to work together, need to align in order to make marketing actually influence the business, which was one of the reasons that this came up. We've looked at the way that different companies have brought consultants in. And sometimes we see that it's driven by, let's say, an entrepreneurial mid-level manager who's using Agile to optimize the way that his team works. In other cases, we see that that individual, the consultant, is coming in to actually educate executive management so that they can get top-down buy-in. Can you talk a little bit about the role that you're playing on both from both of those different perspectives? You know, initially, as uh, Steve mentioned, Raleigh Dev basically ran agile marketing in an entrepreneurial fashion. And during the acquisition and the bigger perspective around uh, agile in marketing, that's the point that we actually started to work top down. I was brought in to talk with the senior marketing leadership, the CMO. I spent basically some time with the CA, CMO every month. She spends time with the steering team every month. The senior marketing leadership, the SVPs, are very engaged in what we're doing. When we, one of the key things that we're doing with each BU that uh, starts is what we call big room planning, which is basically to get all of the marketers in a group that deals with uh, that aligns to a certain uh, BU, get them into the room, do some training, but mainly plan the next quarter in an agile fashion, mixing some things that we do together, things that the teams do in breakouts and then realign together. Those are opportunities where senior marketing leadership comes, joins as well, and sends the message that this is something important to the business. So does that end up being kind of a bridge from waterfall land, like the old school? I've, I've been in my recent experience in a big company at Novell was, they called it interlock. You know, we did that every six months, and that was just build a big spreadsheet. It sounds like these meetings are not what traditionally people yeah. would think of as interlock. You get together, you build, you everyone makes the long list of tasks they're going to do in a serial fashion, presents them, and then you put them in a spreadsheet and you lock it and forget about it. Yeah, so so that's I think that's a nice way to to look at uh, what big room planning tries to be. But I think the the nice thing is it looks like interlock in which you look a couple of months into the future, you provide some roadmap, but how you do it actually sends the message that you're not in waterfall right, land anymore. Right. You do it in an agile fashion, team breakouts, 
facilitation techniques, you actually say no during that exercise, you let the teams pull the initiatives and the amount of activities in the bill of materials that they can actually deliver. And we try to help them. And that's part of our role, Steve and myself, to ask them, do you have confidence in the plans that you are building or are you just following what you think people are expecting out of you? I want to add to that. I think, yeah, Yuval, that's a great description. And we're having to change the culture of the teams too, right? The individuals, because they're kind of used to that interlock approach, if you will, being handed a bill of materials or, you know, set, a, uh, set I guess, a playbook of the work around, let's say, a campaign. And we're really trying to shift our focus to be empowered to own it. And we've, we've kind of couched that as you guys own the pipeline or the customer journey for the solution that space that you're in. So be good about understanding where we're at in the pipeline and what our customer needs are. And, and then sprint to sprint, and certainly up front during the big room planning that you've all described, you come in with your ideas, ways that you know can move the needle within the market space that, that you're in. Uh, so having them feel empowered has been one of the challenges, but I think it's really starting to kick in. That we're, we're really starting to see them take ownership and bring their own creativity, if you will, into the planning process. So the, yeah. the big thing feels like it's a like there's one piece of, of strategy to it and looking a little bit further out than, let's say, a, a, a sprint. Mm-hmm. So what happens? You, you get going, and as soon as you get going – you realize that a bunch of your predictions were wrong, that stuff that you thought you were going to deliver in that three month period or six month period are wrong. How do you, how do these teams keep in sync? So you asked about what, what are the deliverables in the big room planning and that, that kind of answers this. If typically in a sprint, the, in sprint planning, the deliverables are a list of stories that you commit to focus on in the next sprint, that's not the output of the big room planning. In big room planning, you commit to a set of objectives, maybe features. We're still one of the open uh, questions for us is, in a marketing environment, we changes we changes so fast, as you say. Do we even commit to a list of features or just to objectives, mm-hmm. higher level objectives? And probably okay. where we land on that topic is that some things will be committed to the level of features. For example, a campaign that we decided uh, to go for, there's no question about it, or a big event, let's say CA World is happening in November, that's not going to change. It is happening in November. Some other things might might work uh, different. We might think that there is a certain strategy to execute in this quarter, and maybe something will come up and a different strategy would become more important. Right. And that's fine. Teams understand that that's the way it works, and that's why they don't spend too much time working on stories <clears throat> during that big room planning that is uh, quarterly. Quick follow-up here. So what you're describing actually sounds like more so this is a something that's come up in many of our conversations in the past is like using something like google's okr framework where you're setting objective and key results on a quarterly Mm -hmm. basis right but that i don't necessarily say think of as being an agile practice i actually think that that is a more traditional practice which helped bridge waterfall to the agile implementation team right To, to help keep those two different things in sync does, does that make sense in, in your conception or, or are you thinking of this meeting that you're doing as, as a truly an agile practice? You know, th- this uh, big room planning, if you look at the world uh, beyond agile marketing, there's this approach called scaled agile framework, which is one of the uh, popular ways to yep. scale agile. And it it kind of deals with the same challenge of we want to be agile at the team level. 
But uh, when we're looking at bigger systems, bigger organizations, like a group of 50 marketers working together, trying to do everything at the pace of a sprint or at the pace of Kanban flow on a day-to-day level doesn't really work. I mean, even if we try to be, you know, idealistic about uh, Agile and to do everything at that level, it, it doesn't make economic sense. So one of the things you need to figure out is what is the pragmatic cadence for figuring out those things and syncing across the different teams in the BU, as well as syncing with other teams and functions beyond the BU. And this big room planning is actually an approach that brings in the agile, uh, at least in my view, that brings in the agile values and tries to fit them to to scale. If I was work- when I'm working with a marketing team of small company that everybody can actually plan each sprint, maybe they don't need big room planning. Maybe they will only need quarterly planning when they're planning a big event that is beyond the horizon and they do need to do some long lead time activities. And and that's going to stick in the world of marketing. I don't think we'll get to a place where you don't need to think beyond the horizon. You just need to understand for wh- for what things you need to think about further along and what things you can really do just in time. So again, I'm sorry I keep asking the output question because I'm trying to make the connect the dots between the big room planning and the agile process. So we do you do this big room planning and you come back with consensus on some assumptions about what you're going to do. Mm-hmm. Maybe yep. some, and in, again, I'm going to use the strategy word, but it's a strategy session. Mm-hmm. Do you then also have epics that you feed into your agile process? Or is it more, you say, okay, guys, we all raise our hands and, and cheer and say, these are, this is our, the outputs, these are our assumptions for the next three months. And we're going to, we're, we, are, we, the teams, our smaller scrums are empowered to build our stories around these assumptions and then go. Yeah, we, we do feed epics in. We call them initiatives. Um, but yeah, they're essentially epics. That's part of the vision and context setting up front. But there's definitely a lot of um, flexibility in terms of how we deliver on the goals of those objectives. So that that's certainly one of the key inputs. And then the key output would be, yeah, the teams can commit to some, some of those, if not most of those initiatives. And then within that, you know, a, a basic, I guess, backlog or, or roadmap of deliverables or features Certainly, as Yuval points out, we, we can't lock in three months worth of features like like maybe you can in a product development team because marketing conditions change so fast. But at least we have a backlog that's well thought through around the objectives of those initiatives. And then we roll that up based on what the team's capacity are to what they can commit to within that and the set of objectives they then have as a team. But it's not uh, but, a mega sprint planning meeting. I mean, it has some elements of sprint planning and that you yeah, talk about I, epics you had you're starting to add some things to the backlog I, I think that's fair we call it you know features is this one click down from an epic it's like what are the five things that can deliver on a strategy that would be encapsulated in, in an epic yeah what are the five things that we would do to, to, to really pull that off we get down to that level and then we even go a little bit further with the early work in the quarter where we'll actually have them uh, lay out a, a, a plan for the sprint for a sprint or two, and we're getting better at that, um, just so they can hit the ground running, right? And then we inspect and adapt as we go throughout the quarter against that backlog and against the new inputs that come in from the market. Yeah, w- one thing you need to understand about uh, CA's marketing group is they're very distributed. It's not a team sitting in a co-located floor somewhere. We have people from the West Coast, the East Coast, Boulder, uh, Denver, different places around the world. And 
it's hard for them to get together on a daily basis. So this big room planning where we actually fly everybody in, all of the marketers in the BU, as well as a couple of salespeople, and the BU's leadership is actually a very important opportunity to, to, to hit the, the ground running towards the quarter. It's kind of a big ceremony where we also achieve a lot of activity. Yeah, it's all about alignment. Everyone comes out of that room fully on the same page uh, in terms of why we want to work on the things we're going to work on and, and, and a first look at what we're going to do. Let me just go back actually to a little bit of the, the beginning of the the, question, uh, the session here. You've been doing this for a little bit of time. You brought in an outside consultant to help facilitate the onboarding of this process. What are the metrics that you're tracking to know that you're having success? And what is executive management looking for to sort of validate that this new process is working? So we're evolving our, met, our view of metrics and, and increasing as we go. We started with looking at just overall performance. Um, and again, that pipeline uh, notion is really key for us. We want our marketers to be you know, sensing and responding to what's working with the campaigns that we're running and working very closely with sales. In fact, we have sales sitting on the teams. Um, and so they're looking at the data around where are we at in pipeline, what's where are we at in terms of everywhere from top of funnel leads all the way to, to, to closing. And, and so that's certainly very key. And, and we're starting now. Now we have we're starting to have enough of a history to, to have a track record to see how is that improving. Uh, but again, we're just getting started on that. Beyond that, we're looking at some soft measures around morale and we're going to start introducing this quarter some agile specific metrics. Are we increasing cycle times and lead times, for example, on the work itself? Uh, how quickly what you know what? Velocity is a tricky one for me. It's not so much how fast we're going, but are we doing the right things quickly and more focused in a more focused way where we're not trying to do three or four or five things at once? Uh, and then are we learning from it? And so we're introducing some of those agile type metrics this quarter as well. Where does this all go? I mean, where does this all take you as a business and a marketing team? What do you guys see as next for, for your implementation of agile in marketing? Actually, we're just these days talking to the, the steering, the marketing leadership and the CMO about exactly that. And we're looking at a couple of different uh, directions. One is to continue to stabilize and improve what's going on in the, in the pilot group, which is the Agile management view. Um, the next steps would be to use Agile to change the ways strategic planning happens in the marketing organization as early as uh, next this upcoming year. Other things are more getting more BUs to take on this process, as well as helping leaders understand their role in an agile environment. A lot of the work that we're already doing is understanding what servant leadership means, what becoming managers as developers means versus managers as conductors and experts. There is a lot of uh, legacy type of micromanagement and functional management that the organization basically is looking to change. Uh, and a lot of the work that we're doing is around that, uh, both, you know, consulting different people as well as looking at, you know, how leaders are being trained uh, when people are promoted in the organization, those types of things. And let me add to that, Yuval. I think the grand vision, the, the two or three year vision, we, we are, as, as you've all pointed out early, actively transforming the, the, the development side of the house too. Um, you know, it's actually rallying now, CA. We, ha we have a lot of consulting capability as well, and but we work very closely with our partners and, and, and it was a natural opportunity to work with Yuval on this one. But we, we also have our consulting team leading the, the product side of it. And so down the road, we're really going to look at how to align marketing and then ultimately uh, an agile sales organization 
uh, with our agile product organizations into full value streams, if you will. Um, so I don't think we're that far off from that either. I think we'll start working and experimenting in that next uh, next calendar year. That's that's great to hear. I think we we've definitely heard about you know, and we have spoken about the promise of agile as kind of serving as a substrate for collaboration and deep partnership between marketing and product management. So it's exciting to hear about the work that you guys are are doing. So. Thanks for sharing this story. This was really, really great to hear about the work that you're doing inside a CA. I know that we're just about out of time today, but uh, appreciate the, the making the time for this conversation. As a reminder to our listeners out there, if, if you have a story like Yuval and Steve, this was great today, a real live agile implementation, top down, bottom up, across the organization, across functions not just marketing, let us know. You can reach out to Roland or me, Roland's at smartly on Twitter, myself at Tangy Slice on Twitter. You can still find the Marketing Agility Podcast on iTunes. And if you are, are one of our five awesome fans on SoundCloud, can you believe that, Roland? We have five fans. <laughs> and some of them are quite good looking, if you didn't realize. But anyways, I'll leave that one alone. Uh, well, thank you, everybody, for joining us today, and please stay agile.